0: You see, I was searching for happiness in all of the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not in some motel, hotel, holiday inn. <laughs> no, it's in that little place I like to call the gin and juice room, man. Now, all y'all, please, safe with me. Respect back, my. my name? Mr. Payne What's my name? Mr. Payne
1: It was a dark and stormy podcast. The winds were howling like the banshees. It's a banshee!
0: Uh, banshee is spirit that signals death.
1: With only a few days left before Halloween, We were running fast, fast, through the cobwebs of Martin episodes. Suddenly, there were two blood red doors that appeared. One would lead us to a haunted apartment. The other, a haunted mansion. Which would we choose? Would we rather see our friends vanish in thin air, or would we rather see Tommy possessed in a chair. As we stood between the doors, we heard footsteps getting closer and closer and closer until we turned around. And what did we see? We saw a totally different episode for the Martin Show podcast. What's up, everybody? We're back for our 12th podcast, and I wanted to do something a little bit outside of the box. Unless you've been living under a rock, which probably means you're dead, you have been bombarded with Halloween flicks, Halloween podcasts, Halloween candy. Okay, maybe the Halloween candy's not that bad of a thing. And even your favorite TV shows have gotten into the Halloween spirit. I even alluded in my spooky intro that Martin actually had two Halloween episodes. Martin's very first Halloween episode is from season one, episode 10. It's entitled The Night He Came Home and it aired on Fox, October 29th, 1992. And out of five seasons, Martin only had one more additional Halloween episode. It was from season five. It was actually episode five and it fell on Halloween in 1996. Entitled Booze in the House, that guest starred Lawrence Tarot, better known to the world as Mr. T. I mean, does anyone know him as Lawrence Tarot? And of course, he played the character, Mr. Jenkins, who tries to scam Martin and Gina into buying a hunted mansion. And when you think about it, that's pretty horrific. That's pretty frightening to be scammed into buying a home. Now, let's get into this episode, Dead Men Don't Flush. This is from season one, episode five on The Martin Show, and it aired on Fox September 24th, 1992. Love this episode. Didn't know how much I loved it until I was actually combing through Martin episodes. And after rewatching this, mind you, this is not one of my top episodes, I was pleasantly surprised to come up with three thematic fears and not like your typical ghouls and goblins type of fears. I'm talking about real life dread and unpleasantries. So that brings us to our very first unpleasantry our very first fear now this episode dead men don't flush opens up in martin's apartment he is sitting on the edge of his bathroom tub his head and ears are obstructed by a book entitled how to fix a toilet that's right fear number one a broken toilet. And you may be thinking to yourself, how is that scary? Well, if you're a regular like me, it's a nightmare. But again, this is not about me. This is the Martin Show podcast. And as Martin with his oversized rubber gloves attempts to hold the book in one hand and he reaches for a tool in the other. And as he tinkers with the toilet, he slips and the book drops in the commode. And as the plumber walks in, Martin has no idea that his nightmare has just begun.
2: You called for a plumber? Your friend let me in. You supposed to be here at eight. It's 2.30, partner. 2.30? Hey, that's my (laughs) lunchtime.
0: No partner, look, look, can you just tell me what's wrong with my toilet,
2: please? Well, for starters, you got a book stuck in there. I just dropped the book in there, right? Well, in that case, you don't need me. You need a librarian. (laughs) Sorry, man. That's just a little plumber's humor, that's all. <laughs> Look, I'm late for work, all right? Can you please tell me what's wrong with my toilet?
3: Well,
2: it depends. It could have a bad trip lever. It could have a bad supply valve. It could have a bad float ball. What are you talking float ball, man? <laughs> the problem's not in the tank. It's in the pipes. Well, in that case, you could have something in your fixture drain, something in your waste pipe, or something in your waste stack. what will cost you. I may cost you little. I may cost you a lot. <laughs> Well, we'll cost (laughs) you.
0: You were supposed to be here two days ago, right? Now, look, I'm going to
2: a game at 6.30. Can you get this fixed by then? All right, depends. (laughs) Depends if I need a part. Oh. Depends if I have to go to the store. (laughs) Depends if the store is open.
1: I mean, doesn't that make you just shaking your boots? Just... Thinking about the potential costs of what the plumber's saying. And let's talk about this plumber. He is played by Mike Haggerty, who actually had over a hundred acting credits. Some that stood out to me included Cheers, Married with Children, the 1987 version of Overboard, did not care for the remake. They did not need to do that. And shout out to my sister who loved the original Overboard. Shout out to Goldie Hun, we love you. Family Ties, Murphy Brown, Dick Tracy, The Wonder Years, Wayne's World, So I Married an Axe Murderer. I remember that, I love that one. Shout out to Mike Myers. Star Trek, Next Generation, Seinfeld, The Waynes Brothers, Desperate Housewives, Monk, Shameless, The George Carlin Show, who by the way was the very first SNL guest host. I know that when I was mentioning Martin and Richard Pryor and the whole SNL fiasco and Martin being banned, I realized that I had edited out that George Carlin was the first host, which only supports how bizarre it is that Martin is banned for life. I mean, George Carlin and Richard Pryor were so risque. I mean, just saying in a good way, though, just just saying. But back to Mike Haggerty, he currently has a recurring role on the comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now let's get back into this episode. The plumber does mention that a friend let him in, and who is that friend that's gonna house-sit while Martin is at work? Who is that friend that's gonna watch the plumber? None other than Cole.
0: Keep an eye on the plumber, man. Try to get home from work, all right? Yo, man, I don't trust him. Yo, Martin, hold on, hold on, you don't get home from work till 6.30. So? So I ain't sitting here till no 6.30, man. See, mom's got paid today, you know what I'm saying? Should be out shopping all day. Got the place all to myself, you know what I mean? Nah. <laughs> Martin, I can play my records on the good stereo. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: that, that's beautiful. So I guess you don't want to go to the Piston Game with me, man. It's opening night, man. I got front row seats. Mm. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm saying, I'm saying. But, 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 but if I go to the bathroom. Yo, man, I told you to go to the bathroom before you came over here, man. <laughs> You knew my toilet was stopped up, Cole. Yeah, I did, Martin, but I had a 42-ounce Slurpee on the way up. All right, man, look, if you got to go, go next door to Shenanay's. Yo, keep an eye on the plumber, man. All right, man. Hey.
1: As this next scene opens up, it is obvious that something's not right with Cole. Not the normal not right, but this one's a little different. He's jittery. He's biting his nails. Obviously, Cole has been spooked by something, which leads us to our second fear.
0: Yo, boy, yo. Pistons are going to bust the clippers up tonight. (laughs) What's up? Yo, man, fat boy fix my toilet? I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean you don't know? What's he in there doing, man? He ain't doing much of nothing, Martin. Yo, I'm gonna kill him, man,
2: you hear? It's too late. I think he's already dead.
1: Cole follows Martin into the bathroom and sprawled across the bathroom floor in an Elvis formation lies the lifeless body of a dead plumber. That's right. A dead white plumber in a black man's apartment.
0: Yo, oh my goodness. Yo, man, what happened? I don't know, man. I came in here half-hour ago, right? And there he was. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Did you call 911, Cole? 911, are you kidding me, man? A dead white guy in a black man's apartment. <laughs> man, they be blaming me, all right? Yeah, then they be hauling me off to jail. <laughs> yeah,
2: see, and next thing you know, I'm on trial, man, in Simi Valley, California. Cole, Cole.
0: how do you know he's dead, man? Did you check his pulse? I ain't touching a dead man, Martin. Cole, man, this man could still be alive, all right? Give me a hand with him, come on, give me a hand.
3: No, 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 Damn, damn. <laughs>
1: You know, I can totally empathize with Cole, and so does the audience, especially when he makes the reference to being on trial in Simi Valley, California. For those of you who may not remember, the Rodney King trial, because of its high-profile criminal case, was moved to Simi Valley due to an appeals court ruling which favored the LAPD officers that were charged with beating Rodney King, and this episode aired five months after the not guilty verdict, which tarnished the Simi Valley community despite the fact that the jury was from Ventura County. Nevertheless, the racial stigma from the Rodney King trial still hunts Simi Valley to this day. 27 years later, Simi Valley still is denounced as guilty by association. Now back to the scene, Martin convinces Cole, who is still on edge, to help roll over the dead plumber. And after two failed attempts to revive him with his plunger, Martin moves to the second phase of CPR.
0: Um, okay, okay, okay. Okay,
3: um, okay. Um, okay.
0: <laughs> mouth to mouth. <laughs> mouth to mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me, but I, I ain't kissing no man. Yo, man, just think about who you'd be kissing if you was in that jail cell, man. Come on. <laughs>
1: With mouth to mouth resuscitation out of the question for Cole and obviously Martin, they come up with their final plan, the Heimlich maneuver, which further narrows Cole's defense strategy in court. All
0: right, the Heimlich. Come on, okay, come on. Uh, all right, um, help me with it. Watch his hand. All right, come on, Mister. Oh, Mister. Come on, all hey. right, ah, oh, oh. Oh, God. Hey, calm down. Drop it. You stop it. You a man. You hear me? You a man. And you stop it. All right? Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? On the count of three. Okay. One, two,
1: three. As Martin performs the Heimlich, a dark purple substance flies out of the mouth of the plumber.
3: (laughs) What?
2: It's juicy for him, Martin. I gave it to him.
3: And he choked on it. I killed him, Martin. I, they're going to give me the jail for
1: this. <laughs> After arriving to Martin's house to get ready for the game, Tommy, Gina, and Pam soon find out that the only front row tickets Martin has is to this nightmare. Oh,
0: man, I called 911 a half an hour ago. Where are they? I killed a man, Martin. Mama going to lay the belt to me when she find out about this one. Yo. Stop it, all right? You didn't kill nobody, all right? Stop it. Yo, it's about time. Yo, man, where are y'all been? Where is the game gonna start for another half an hour? What, what, what was up? We got a problem in the bathroom, Tommy. Oh, don't tell the me. You. The plumber never came, huh? <sighs> oh, no, he came, Tommy. Came and went, man. <laughs> then who that fat guy sleeping on the floor? <laughs> it's the plumber, Tommy. He's dead. Dead? What? How would he die? I don't know, man. Think like this.
3: Oh, oh, Relax. It's a door. It's a door. It's a door. All right,
0: listen. Listen, listen. Okay. All right. That's probably Gina and Pam. Okay. Right. Now, you know how women get about this kind of thing. Mm. So, Helen, Cole, Helen. Hey, baby. Hey, hey. Hey, hey you guys. Uh, Sorry, we're late. Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Mom, uh, What's wrong? Um, I don't know how to tell you this. Um. You remember your Aunt Louise? The one that had a little mole, and this is like, ugh, this was all over her chin, it was ugly.
3: Martin, she didn't die, did she?
0: You mean she's still alive? <laughs> Damn! What about, what about your bald headed aunt Sarah? I know she did. She's been bald headed a long time, man.
1: As Martin tries to unsuccessfully break the news of the dead plumber, no one notices Pam walk right into the bathroom. <laughs>
0: Calm down, all right? Breathe, breathe, come on, breathe It's okay What What happened? happened? Remember when I told you I was having trouble with the toilet?
3: Yeah, but baby, I didn't think it was that bad This is so awful I feel so bad for that poor man Does this mean we're not going to the business game? Or call 911
0: Babe, I called them a half an hour ago They said if there's no crime, there's no rush Then steal his wallet and call him back (laughs)
1: Now, although the relationship between the black community and law enforcement has not always been ideal, Martin Lawrence, the comedian, talks about playing a cop and the cop experience in the black community from his 1995 stand-up, Funk It.
0: I had the the opportunity to do a movie called Bad Boys. (laughs) That was wild for me to play a cop and shit, because I said, man, you know, in the neighborhood, they be mad at cops. You know, the cops fuck with people, you know. Yeah. Then they show some of them, you know, you got some good ones out there, you got some bad ones out there. But they show cops all motherfucking day on TV. It's like they want to just fuck with you, scare you. You don't want to, you know, have no peace. And black people, you know, we can spot a cop. That's just us. And, you know, it's been in our neighborhood so long, we don't get it for, we can be riding down the street arguing with our girl. Fuck it, I ain't trying to hear that old bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah, but when a nigga calls, then why didn't you... Fuck that old dumb shit, look, there's a cop on your left, don't say nothing, there's a cop on your your left. Yeah, all right, yeah, I love you too. Okay, I'll take you to Baskin and Robbins, come on. I'll take you to Baskin and Robbins.
1: So the next scene opens up with our final unpleasantry, our final fear, our final nightmare. The main reason why Martin, Cole, Tommy, Gina, and Pam have gathered at Martin's apartment, and the main reason why this podcast is so late.
2: It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and
3: everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time.
1: I'm not talking about christmas i mean shout out to jesus but i'm talking about the nba season basketball season and if you remember martin has front row tickets courtside tickets to the detroit pistons la clippers game mind you this is the 92-93 season coached by the late and great chuck Daly. your starting lineup for the pistons the bad boys included joe dumars dennis rodman Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas, and Orlando Woolridge. And as the coach of the LA Clippers, Larry Brown's starting lineup included Ron Harper, Mark Jackson, Danny Manning, Ken Norman, and Stanley Roberts. And as Martin, Cole, Tommy, Gina, and Pam sit around the apartment with the dead body, awaiting for the ambulance to arrive, they are forced to hear this game on the radio. And with an Isaiah Thomas three-pointer at
2: the it's going to halftime, tied for the Clippers at 62 apiece. I gotta tell you, this is the season's greatest game.
3: Okay, we have been sitting here with this dead body for over two hours. Is there anybody else that we can call? Who, Pam? Who? We called 911. We called the fire department. We called the police department. We even
0: called Billy with the pickup truck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they all
0: say the same thing: stay with the body till 911 comes. Well, what is 911's problem? Yeah, you know what? I think I know their problem. Now one's a joke. I know what's up. I know how to get him over here, though. Good. Watch this. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> All right, well, look here. This is Thurston O'Reilly Third. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, what a sad day. Honey, would you bring me a martini, Well, yeah, Come on. Listen, I wish to report the death of one of my employees, yes, on East 23rd Street oh no i'm a white man i can tell you the truth i am a white man <laughs> nothing makes my day more bright than waking up white i gotta tell you <laughs> well i mean i can prove it ask me anything okay
1: fine not convinced that a white man lives on east 23rd street the police department decide to put thurston o'reilly the through a little game of family feud <laughs>
0: Point values are triple, fellas. We got top four answers on the board. Here we go. They want to know what America's favorite pie is. Oh, sweet, sweet potato,
3: pie. potato, sweet pie. Pie. Sweet potato no, pie. No, no, no,
0: bean pie. Go with bean pie.
3: No, pie. No, oh. no, it's apple pie. Baby, say apple pie. Ooh, good, answer, good, answer, good, answer, good, answer. good
0: answer. We're going to go with apple pie. <laughs> okay. Name two Barry Matalow songs <laughs> Copa Cabana and Mandy. <laughs> Copa Cabana and Mandy? Oh! Come on, bring it on! All right. On. All right, um, all right. What do Uh-oh. you put on a sandwich?
2: Hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And and some barbecue
0: sauce if it's a hot link. Hello? Great call. Now what do we do now?
1: After missing what turns out to be one of the greatest openers in Detroit Pistons history, Martin Cole, Tommy, Gina, and Pam come up with ways to get rid of the dead
3: plumber.
2: And the Pistons win in a record. Triple overtime. 150 to 149 on, on Isaiah Thomas Jeff shot. I gotta tell you, Bill,
0: I feel for those fans who left those five front row seats empty. Watch his head, y'all. Let me watch his head, he's dead. Oh, oh, can we rest, please? Just a little farther. No, no, not yet. <laughs> Alright. Okay, now listen up. We're right. gonna take him downstairs. Lay him on the curb. I'm gonna pour scotch in his mouth. Call a cab and tell him my uncle Charlie is on the curb drunk. That's a good plan.
3: Martin, I can't do this.
0: Baby, let's call a cab, all right? No! Okay, all right, fine. Plan B. We kick him down the (laughs) steps.
1: Although kicking the dead plumber down the stairs may sound like a good plan to the others, it doesn't sit well with Gina.
3: Wait a minute! Where is your humanity? This man has died and you're treating him like trash? All right, let's do this right, okay? Mm-hmm. Pam. Um, Pam, uh, Pam. What? Go get his tools. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does he have a wallet? We should at least know his name.
0: No, nah, I already checked for the... Cole, what are you...
3: <laughs> well, let's give him a name, all right?
0: He looks like a Michael. No, no, I think, I think it looks more like a Jimmy. Yeah. D.P. That's a good one. Oh, That's
3: cool. D.P. Martin, that is so nice. Where'd you come up
0: with that, honey? Dead plumber, baby. All right, Martin.
3: Say a few words, honey, okay? All right.
0: right. So look, everybody get here on the heart because it's it's coming from here. Uh, Place the
3: hand.
0: All right. A man was born. He laid pipe and died. (laughs)
1: Unimpressed by Martin, Gina decides to ask Tommy to say a few words. But what we end up getting is a eulogy preached by Pastor Tommy from the Church of Pain.
3: Brothers and sisters,
0: we are gathered here today to pay tribute
3: to DP. Now, we don't
0: know if he was a good man, huh? Yeah. I, I said, We we don't know if he was a bad man,
3: right? To all
0: we know here, he was a man. Wow. Ham sandwich, <laughs> eating man. A no appointment, keeping man. Peep, peep, peep. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. I said he was a, a butt crack show But you, 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 yeah. you don't preach me.
1: It's a homegoing service, a black funeral without an A selection from the choir?
0: I get weary <laughs> and sick of trying, I'm tired of living, but I'm scared of
1: by this beautiful funeral service. The person that has moved the most is DP.
0: Let's just um, have a few moments of silence.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) it's a miracle, it's a miracle. (laughs) No, it's a stupor. See, I have this condition, I fall into these stupors, and it's hell waking me up. But we check for a pulse and everything, man. Hey, I'm fat. Sometimes it's hard to find.
3: Thank God you're alive.
2: Yeah, well, thanks for putting me on the couch. Last time this happened, somebody had kicked me down the stairs, put me on the curb and poured scotch down my mouth. Well, anyways, I fixed your toilet i'll send you a bill just remember it'll cost you it may cost you a little it may cost you a lot but it will cost you
1: relieved that their nightmare is over there's only one more problem that martin cole tommy jean and pam must face this has
0: been the weirdest night oh.
3: yeah but, Tommy, you
0: preach.
3: Thank you, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, yo. <laughs> as good as tonight was, you know, it really made me feel good. We all sang and we came together and we were compassionate for our fellow man. And that's the way we should always act towards one right. another. You know the what I'm saying? Born. Right, yeah. Because life is so short. Mm-hmm. But it seems so long. Yeah, are good. When you gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs>
1: So that was our Halloween episode. I think it was a solid B-side episode. It wasn't a classic. I mean, I wouldn't put it in my top 10, but it did include three important fears of mine, a broken toilet, a possible suspicious death of a white man in my home, and then finally having courtside tickets yet missing opening night of an NBA game. That's just simply terrifying. I mean, right? Right. A little bit of background information about this particular episode, Dead Men Don't Flush. We have a different director. That's right. Garen Keith did not direct this episode. It was actually directed by Chuck Vinson. And he had over 50 directing credits on IMDb. Some that stood out to me were Rock, The Cosby Show, Clarissa Explains It All, Living Single, All That, The 12th through the 17th Annual Stellar Gospel Music Awards, the 29th through the 31st NAACP Image Awards, the Jamie Foxx stand-up I Might Need Security, Last Comic Standing, Fresh Prince, Sister, Sister, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And the writer for this episode was David Wyatt, and some of his writing credits included Martin, Living Single, The Waynes Brothers, Fresh Prince, In the House, Proud Family, Sister, Sister, Eve, and Meet the Browns. Now, you know what time it is. It's time for us to get to stepping. So that's what we're going to do. A little bit of housekeeping before we go. I want to thank all the old and new subscribers to The Martin Show Podcast. You can always email us at themartinshowpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And remember that we're available on all platforms where podcasts are available. And despite this really interesting NBA season this year, I will promise to put out more podcasts sooner than later. Don't eat too much Halloween candy, except for the nerds and the sweethearts. You can save those for me. Put those on the side. Just put them on the side for
3: me. And the Tootsie Rolls.
1: And the Smarties. Until next time,
3: peace.